Welcome back to another episode of the Bar Babble Podcast. I'm your host, Lucy, your 30-something-year-old introverted friend who likes to babble about nerdy things at the bar, anything from self-development, career and business, wellness, and everything in between. But let's face it, if you're a nerdy introvert just like me, you'd rather be in PJs at home, wouldn't you? So meet me in my virtual home on Thursdays, and let's cook and babble together about today's topic. When was the last time that something shot your confidence, whether it was a job loss, rejection, or failure, why don't we bake some gluten-free chocolate chip cookies and let's babble about it. Hey friend, how are you? It's been great for you to pop on over since we made our guacamoles together and we talked about goal setting. How has that been so far? I'm actually not a baker, so I would love your help with baking. Um, I actually tried to look for the pre-made version of these sweet Lawrence cookies that are gluten-free that I've, I've heard and read so many wonderful reviews of, about them. So I thought, you know what, instead of somebody who's just not a baker and who's potentially intimidated with, you know, getting all these ingredients and figure things out, especially something that's gluten-free or vegan-friendly, whatever that may be, um, why don't we start with a premix and then we can, you know, put it in the oven, sit on my couch, in our PJs, and let's babble about what we're going to babble about today. Unfortunately, I couldn't find in two different grocery stores the the Sweet Lorenz or Lorenz gluten-free chocolate chip cookies. So my backup was the OG, the cookie that basically started this this tradition of mine that I have chocolate chip uh, cookies on uh, my anniversary. And have I ever told you about my New York anniversary and why I celebrate that? Well, if you're brand new to the Bar Babble podcast or just Bar Babble community in general, I've talked about why I celebrate like my big fuck it moments, the moments where I literally... Um, just made the jump. So I moved from LA to New York on 1010 and I basically sold my car, packed two bags and started started over. And so every single year to kind of remind myself of what my why or to keep myself humble and grounded no matter how big or you know how difficult life may be, it's it's just like a sweet token to me to celebrate that type of anniversary. So that's kind of like where the chocolate chip cookie, you know, comes from and for me, um I have the Tate's chocolate chip cookie. That was kind of like my girl dinner. I think um, back on 1010, it was the first year anniversary of me living in New York. And that was all that I had. And I was like, you know what? What's something so so simple that is a done deal? No matter where I am in life, I can get chocolate chip cookies. I can even make them. You know, I in life, sometimes I might not want to drink. I remember like, oh... Um, maybe I should have like an old fashioned drink since that was always my thing. And I was like, you know, no, I think it should be something so simple that no matter where life takes me, whether I'm broke or whether, you know, I'm, I'm thriving, um, then I know that I can always get a chocolate chip cookie. So that's why I wanted to bake these chocolate chip cookies, um, you know, in the month of October, as we're kind of celebrating my New York anniversary. And I think it's an easy start. So unfortunately I don't, as of right now, as I'm recording, don't have, the mixture to to make them but who knows maybe I'll be posting something on Instagram of something that I've whipped up or I found maybe like a gluten-free recipe the reason why it's gluten-free is I have been getting back into the gluten-free lifestyle for the past couple of months because I was gluten-free for maybe two months last year when I was fasting and it did wonders to my health, my mentality, and my wellness. So I am, you know, slowly weaning off of gluten so that by next year I am completely gluten-free. But you're more than welcome to bake whatever cookies that you want, whether it's snickerdoodles, I know we're in the fall time, maybe you want to prep or practice for, you know, the holidays or Christmas. So if you have a gluten-free chocolate chip cookie recipe, feel free to tag me. Show me on your reel. Show me on Instagram. I would love to see it. This is all about community. Maybe I can learn from you. And then maybe on a next Instagram post or in a future podcast episode, I will be using your chocolate chip uh, recipe as we're going to be babbling about uh, an important topic such as today. So um, important question before we start anything, right? Cookies or cookie dough? If you're a Spotify listener, there's going to be a poll down below. So make sure that you answer so that I I know that if you're a cookie lover or if you're a cookie dough lover. It's funny because I've always... I've always loved cookies. I mean, I was in Girl Scouts. Hello. I was that, you know, little 
entrepreneur scamming people to buy Fitments. Um, but I remember like recently I've had a little like craving. I think it was during the spring or summertime when I was like, I want cookie dough and I'm like searching for cookie. I don't know what it was. I think I'm kind of going through a lot of healing. So maybe like my inner child was searching for these I, I don't know what it was. I honestly don't even remember. I remember like getting them out of my, when, as a child, out of the freezer and they were in a bucket, but they were pre-made cookies so that um, you would just put them on on a baking sheet and then you would bake them obviously. But then I remember like eating them because people were like, oh, like eat them. And obviously it was raw, and but it was like the best thing in the world. I'm sure you've had a similar childhood memory like mine. And I can't find what that brand is. I have no recollection of the logo on the bucket. I just know that the bucket was like white and it wasn't homemade. It wasn't homemade by somebody else. And somebody gifted it to us and just placed it in a random bucket. No. And it was like in a container that was closed. And so I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, if you do know, please make sure to tag me on Instagram. As always, for all of the foodie content, if I'm going to be whipping a gluten-free chocolate chip, you know, recipe uh, from the time that I record this until the time that it goes live, then make sure to follow me on Instagram for all things foodie related. And everything is linked down below. But I would love to hear from you with your gluten-free chocolate chip cookie recipes, or if you know what I'm talking about in regards to that cookie dough in this like white bucket with like a cover on it. As you can see by today, today the title of today's babble, we're going to be quote unquote baking or just eating some chocolate chip cookies on the couch in our PJs and talking about feeling confidently unconfident. Um, as I mentioned, every October 1010 is my New York anniversary. And no matter where I am in life, if I'm in LA, New York, Paris, wherever it is, I want to celebrate 1010 for me. It's a reminder that no matter where I am in life, if I'm feeling unconfident, which I have been feeling lately, of that girl, that version of myself back in 2017 of she was so badass and she just literally made the decision to just move over there with, I don't have any family, I don't have any friends, and it was literally starting over. And that sounded like the most badassery, savage shit and most confident thing that you could ever hear from somebody, right? Like, oh my God, you started over, you just, you sold your car, you 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 went to the big city and you've been kicking it all this time, especially during pandemic times. And even if it does sound confident, quote unquote, was I confident during that time, during that badassery, savage moment? No, hell to the fucking no. I probably was my most vulnerable and my most unconfident during 1010 of 2017. So I think it's really important to talk about that. I know that there's a lot of job losses lately, especially in the marketing world. Everything is very volatile. I know that a lot of people have lost loved ones since the pandemic, since 2020, Um, A lot of divorces, a lot of breakups have been going on, whether it's romantic, whether it's family related, whether it's friendships, childhood friendships. So I wanted to talk about something that I think is relatable to a lot of people, whether you, you know, had to pivot your career, you suffered a a recent job loss or two since 2020, whether you went through a a breakup with uh, a longtime lover or um, significant other, I should say whether you are also you kind of drifted apart with your your childhood best friend or things have just not been going your way which is basically uh the summary of my 2023 and it kind of just shot your confidence a little bit and you know as we were goal setting especially from last week's episode I was doing a lot of like inner work of like how do I want to feel at the end of 2023. That was one of the conversations that we had last week of how do I want to look like? How do I want to feel? How does Lucy want to, you know, feel at the end of 2023? And so I'm like, what am I feeling now? If I'm feeling unconfident, if I'm feeling like I'm holding my breath, then where is that unconfidence coming from? And so I think it's really important to talk about, you know, how to basically get, get it back, right? To kind of reset yourself back to kind of feeling that momentum, that drive, especially after any type of loss, rejection, or failure. So when was the last time something shot your confidence a bit lower than normal? If you're a Spotify listener, I want to hear from you. There is a poll. Um, Was it this week? 
Was it in the last three to six months or was it within the past year or more? Um, and if you don't know, you don't know. But, you know, if this resonated with you, feel free to follow me on Instagram and let me know. Maybe it was today and this is why you stumbled upon this podcast episode because you're like, damn, like I have been, you know, feeling unconfident at my job or I got a new job and I don't know if I can do it or things are looking south at work and I'm just not feeling confident about how things are going until the end of the year, the holidays are coming up. Girl, I think, you know, we are all in the same boat in one way or another. So it would be great to hear from y'alls. So make sure that you comment on the poll down below. If you can't, maybe the poll is expired by the time you listen to this, um, but feel free to send me a message on Instagram and let me know how things are going. So why don't we start with this? I have basically three parts to this babble as, you know, we're eating the cookies, munching the cookies, baking the cookies. If you are baking the cookies and you're pressing place so that I can keep you company, um, you know, make sure you document. Make sure you document, you know, your way around the kitchen or how, you know, it looked from start to finish. So I'm going to start with telling my story of, you know, what is this 1010 anniversary? I know I, I told a snippet about it, um, but I want to kind of give you a, a preface uh, or kind of set the scene of what led me to make that drastic decision. To a lot of people, that sounds scary. To some people, that's like, what the hell? <laughs> to some people, it's like, you've made the biggest mistake of your life. And trust me, I've had friends tell me, like, you're running away from your problems. So I want to start from there. Like, what was the catapult that made me make that jump? How was I feeling at that time? And how am I now in dealing with confidence? And, you know, throughout that time, you know, living in New York City, were there moments where I was feeling unconfident? I also want to talk about kind of like my, my perception of confidence, what I used to think about, you know, when I think of the word confident, what do I think of a person who is confident? And then, you know, my lessons now of, you know, what is the reality of confidence as I was navigating in, in my inner world and in my journey of what confidence is and redefining that. And I also want to give you some pointers and tips of what has helped me kind of reset myself back into feeling you know that confidence or that driver momentum especially if you've been dealing with a lot of failure losses or pivots or things that have not been going your way and kind of give you pointers of what has helped me navigate you know dark times um times of unknown times of like you things that are volatile you know things of uh that are just chaotic or you know things that are just not in your control like how was i able to um <clears throat> basically pick myself up and and kind of re reframe my mindset to be like you know what I got this so let's start with my my New York anniversary so let's kind of like set the scene so this was back in 2017 I was in my mid to um my mid 20s so I was kind of about 25 26 I think at that time um and I was living in LA and before then I was in Miami so I was actually and I lived in, in South Florida for six years. I went to college there. I went to a culinary institute and I started, you know, my hospitality, my career, my big girl career, my corporate career, whatever you want to call it. And at that time, I made the pivot to go back to L.A. and I had an opportunity to. And I just kind of felt over Miami at that point. I feel like when you're young and you want to break free, that's like party city. But I think I was in that mentality of like, you know what, I want to go back to my roots and just be around my friends and kind of reroute myself back to my roots of my family, my friends. Um, and, you know, we were at that point where a lot of people were, you know, thinking of families and getting married and all of that. So I was in LA for about a year and I had every intention to be there in, in LA indefinitely. Um, I was working in a university and I remember that I during within that year of me living in LA with the mindset of I'm going to be here indefinitely, like I'm here for good. I remember everything in my life that I kind of set up or things that I were, was trying to set up for myself, whether it was my family life, my friendship, networking, career, health, like basically re, like you're, I'm basically starting over like from Florida to LA figuring that life out, like figuring that era of Lucy, right? Like the LA version of Lucy in her mid twenties, right? So it, it's different because I, you know, grew up in LA as a child, but I have different eyes and I'm, you know, I'm older now. So I think I was setting everything up and it felt like 
almost a domino effect in the world of tarot or astrology. It's almost like that big tower moment where everything was falling apart. So I was in LA. Uh, I was in my mid-20s, about 25 to 26. And everything felt like it was a domino effect. Like one domino would literally fall and it would pivot to the next and everything was falling apart. Like every category in your life that you can think about, it was just not stable. So I remember my best friend was she got engaged that year that I was in LA and obviously I was happy for her at that time um and I remember feeling different as if like I'm losing my best friend or I'm losing the the friendships that I've been friend like friends for so long and so what now like now as an adult how do you make friends um besides you know your work friends you know and so I felt lost within that world of of friendships because I felt like everybody that left South Florida as well kind of left but also was doing their thing like it was hard to keep in contact with people I don't know if you felt this way once you're kind of like in your late 20s to 30s where it's just hard to make friends so I felt like my friendships like I was losing my friends um I was finishing up my contract with work and that work environment was just uh, affecting my wellness my mental health and my physical health that I was not doing well My family life was also very stressful. We were going through a lot of things. And so all of these things that were happening, like my work life and then coming home to, you know, your personal life with the friends and the family, and that's also not stable, was affecting everything within the inner world of Lucy mentally, physically, spiritually that I was put on medical leave for about three to four months. So I was not doing well in all areas of my life, in the friendships, in my family, in spirituality, in my health. Um, I was just not doing well. And I remember at one time, I think I was like, you know what, I have to, I have to get out of here. Like I just felt like every door was being shut that no matter what direction I would look at, no matter what I would do, it was like pulling hair or pulling teeth where you're going against the current that if the door is shut, it was like bolted. And so I'm just like, what now? Like, it just seems like I came here to be here, to be close for my family and friends. And now it just seems like I'm being shut out. So I'm like, what do I do? So I think I was reading quotes and kind of in my world. And I realized that, you know, you can't, you can't heal in the same place that broke you. And so I was like, do I leave? Like, I don't feel interested in going back to South Florida. Like I've completely outgrown that chapter. Um, I think I was looking for new career opportunities. I was networking on LinkedIn and I was just looking and I don't know what led me to New York. I think the opportunities were there. And I think because New York and LA are are both competitively, competitively aligned when it comes to a lot of different things, I was like, well, let me just just look at it. I remember like looking at, um, like I mentioned, I was networking and they wanted to, to meet, meet with me in person. And they, there was like many job opportunities and, and all of these things. And it was very aggressive and very fast. And I'm like, damn, if this is like a sign, I'm going to take it. And so I remember like, kind of ruminating with it and thinking like, why is this so easy? Like it's easy for me to find an opportunity there, but here it seems like everything is shut. So I was like, I need a sign. I need a sign from whoever's out there. I need a confirmation to confirm my gut feeling that I need to get the fuck out of here. And I think having so many aggressive leads when it comes to career opportunities, and there's this, the There's just this unexplained gravitational pull in your intuition where you just know that your time is up. And if you don't make the jump, you might miss that opportunity. And it's like you you don't know what it is, but it's just a feeling. If you've ever had that feeling and you've made the jump, then I think you can relate. But if 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 it's something that you're experiencing now, listen to that gut intuition. Because that was something that I that I felt um, during that time. And so I got my confirmation around September and so of that year. And I think once I got that confirmation, I was like, you know what, whatever fire that's left in me is literally the only thing I have left to make that jump. And let me tell you, like I, like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, was I confident? Was I like this badass, like superwoman? Like, you know, yes, I'm gonna like boom, boom, boom. No, I was my most I was my most vulnerable at that time. Um, I also 
was, you know, just confused about a lot of things in life about like, what is family? What is friendship? I also was confused about like, what is love? Like, have I really been in love before? Because I remember being single for a very long time. And I remember not really taking dating seriously. But since all my friends were kind of in serious relationships, I and I was in a completely different mindset, I was like, am I doing this wrong? Like maybe I was just always rushing in past relationships and I'm doing something wrong. And so I was confused about so many different things in life. And so I was just I was not confident. But for some reason, that fire in me was the, the confidence in me that even if I was nervous as fuck that was literally just my guide my intuition saying like get the fuck out of here make the move and things are gonna go smooth sailing and it's funny that once you make the decision sometimes the universe god insert whatever you believe in or maybe yourself or just life in general just kind of just open opens up the lanes to where you're gonna go like everything was aligned within one month of me making that decision Obviously, I've been ruminating for basically that whole summer, um, just thinking about like, am I crazy or like, you know, I'm I'm just thinking. Basically, I was I was joking to myself like, yeah, I'm gonna move to New York. Like, what are the opportunities there? Uh, blah 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 blah. Just kind of just thinking like, oh, that crazy idea, right? But once I got my confirmation and I had that gut feeling where I'm pulled, where it's like, you move now, make the move or you will never, you will be stuck here. And you, it just, it did not feel right. So I, within kind of like that month, I did everything. I basically sold my car to help me find an apartment. I was able to find a, an apartment. Um, you know, all my meetings were also lined up. I never missed an opportunity, even though there were uh, meetings that were like, yeah, like, you know, I would love to see you next week. And I'm like, I'm not in New York yet. And when I contacted them, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a coffee chat. We'll have like an inter- informational interview or like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk whenever you're in town. So I was like, if th- things are easy, that means that I'm, I'm divinely guided in one way or another. Right. So I basically sold my car. I packed uh, two suitcases. I bought a one-way ticket. And on 10-10, I arrived in New York City. And that was the start of it all. Looking back, you know, now that I'm in my early 30s at that 2017 version of me, I want to hug her, but I also want to like high five her. And as I'm goal setting for how I want my life to look like in a year or the next five years, I don't know what is making me feel so unconfident about myself. And that's why I was like, you know what, I think I want to have a babble about this. Because when I look back at, you know, that version of me, I'm like, I I want what she was having that morning. (laughs) I want that coffee. I want that whiskey. I want that magic pill, whatever that she woke up, whether she hit her head, because that was some badassery shit where that was just like, and when I have told this story throughout the years, when I meet people, significant others, whatever that may be, they look at you like you're crazy, but they also respect that. And I, and I'm not trying to like gas myself up here, like make myself this like, you know, high and mighty, but it's like, I don't think I even realized how big that was until that I'm looking now that I'm in in a different era of my life in my 30s. And so I'm like, I wish I had that confidence. I wish that I had that grit to make a new jump in this new season of my life, because I feel like I'm also kind of going through a similar phase of how it used to be in 2017 of 2023 has not been going my way. If you've been listening to the podcast uh, for a very long time, you know that this year, my whole mantra, my theme was welcome home. And that didn't mean, you know, moving to where my roots are at, whatever. It wasn't a physical home. It was more of my internal home. So I've been doing a lot of internal work. And without internal work comes the physical part portion like whether that's you know how that's going to affect my mindset for my career my family my friends etc and so it's just it has not been going my way and I feel like I had a colleague that also mentioned that too I feel like a lot of people have been kind of dodging dodgeballs left and right throughout 2023 I said this on threads the other day um, or last month where I feel like 2023 is like middle school the dodgeball where you're literally just trying to dodge the balls flying left and right and once you think that you're safe you're you're like vulnerable like you're in the middle of that gym or court or whatever that is and you're just like waiting for the ball to come and hit you in in sideways like wherever that may be because it just has not been going 
my way in every in any capacity and so it kind of mirrors 2017 so I was looking back and I was like what what was I drinking (laughs) what did I have that you know really made me make that leap because right now I'm feeling scared as fuck and so you know I I'm I'm still kind of doing my goal setting I, I have an idea of how I want my year to look like I have an idea of you know my mantra my theme and my focuses I'm going to have a separate uh, podcast episode at the very end of the year, kind of revealing, you know, where I am in that, in that, um, mindset. But I, I was like, you know what? She was not feeling so confident. If you think about it, like that 2017 version of me, she was scared. She didn't know. She didn't see the full picture. She didn't see the whole, you know, staircase. She didn't even know if there was a promise, if there was a guarantee, she could have literally gone back after a month, six months, or a year, gone back to LA and said, fuck it, like, I failed, I couldn't, I, you know, it, it wasn't for me, and that's okay if, if that were to happen, and that's okay if that has happened to you, um, you know, it does, it's not necessarily a failure, it's, it's a reroute or just a, a direction, but, you know, I'm just scared to make the next leap for some reason, and so I was like, you know, where is this unconfidence coming from, and so I was looking back, and I think I didn't realize that the unconfidence in me, um, you know, started to come up at the springtime of 2021. So New York City at that time was just opening up. I think the vaccines were also just, you know, being implemented. And so the city was up and running, like opening up, life was opening up um, and people were seeing each other. And for some reason, I was just feeling very unconfident. And I think that was my, that my first realization of the unconfidence in me. I've always been anxious. I've always been an introvert. I've, I've always had a shy nature about me, but I didn't realize that um that unconfidence in me was affecting a lot of things in life such as my career my work which is obviously going to affect my salary and you know my my income um you know my um you know elevating me to the next level or just networking meeting the right people um you know just in, in all these different opportunities and i didn't realize that until that spring so i think you know that really bothered me up until you know 2022 i remember praying i said you know what i really want to feel confident again i don't know what it is and so so many different things were happening in my life if you caught up to my other podcast episode i talked about how my father passed away last summer Um, and this was in a strange relationship and there were just so many different things that were happening where I'm just like, again, it's almost like a slow domino effect of things being closed, things being bolted and like, and kind of just, I, it's kind of like the focus was almost like 2017 where almost every aspect was closing again. So I'm just like, you know what? I have to look at, you know, it's like shots fired. It's like that dodgeball effect, like left and right, like families also deteriorating, my personal life health, like what is going on? And so I realized that that unconfidence was rooted in something else. And so I was like, you know what? I really have to do a lot of inner work and I have to kind of think about where is this unconfidence coming from? Because you can't control what life has. There's going to be dodgeballs left and right, no matter what, no matter what season. There might be a season in life where you may not have dodgeballs coming left and right, and that's fine. But then there might be a season where a dodgeball might come out of nowhere, and then all of a sudden you're just vulnerable and you just don't know where, you know, you didn't see that coming. And so I was like, I can control what life is gonna, you know, um, bring to me. But you know, what is, it's definitely something that's routed in internally. So I want to talk about kind of like, the next segment of this whole conversation is the lessons, the big lessons about my journey in the past five to six years about self confidence, right? So looking back in the version of 2017, looking back at that time frame of 2021, and realizing and having that self awareness that there were so many things within me that I was feeling very self, uh, not confident about myself, um, that was actually affecting so many different things. And where is that coming from? And I, I, I was like, you know what, I have to dig a little bit deeper, because it's affecting a lot of important things for me to Scott to pivot and to really serve into my purpose and my passions so what is that and also coming back into the the now in the present version of me into kind of you know where I am now with confidence so 
let's start with, you know, what I used to think when I hear the word confidence, like back in the day, like, you know, that person is so confident. Like when I think of the most confident woman, you know, I think of somebody who's so extroverted, somebody who's just prepared and quote unquote on all the time. Like, have you ever seen like, um, I don't know if if you work a nine to five or you came from the corporate world, but have you ever seen like maybe a director or VP or just somebody who's just always prepared? And even if they're pulled into a last minute meeting, it's like they're just like this, this, they have the savagery. They can like conduct the meeting without even being prepared and their composure. And they're just like, they're just on all the time. And they're so smart and knowledgeable about everything. Like they, they just know all these things. And so that's also what I think of a a confident person is back in the day. Somebody who's always polished and looked together. Like, have you ever seen that VP who's just always, who has never had a bad looking day? It's like, they have their routine down, they have their outfit outfit down, they have their staple, their nails are always put together. It's like they're always put together. Somebody who's polished, somebody in, in terms of like their composure, when they sit in a meeting, when they articulate, when they're running a meeting, when they're just sitting next to you, even for a casual lunch, it's like they're just so confident within themselves. Somebody who has a title. So somebody that, you know, when I was, you know, thinking back in the day, like somebody who was like a director, an executive director, a VP, the CEO, I'm like, damn, they're so confident. Um, and somebody who can eloquently speak and articulate something so fantastically. So people who can enunciate, like for me, I babble. And so sometimes I have tongue ties and tongue twists and brain farts, but some, some people who can just speak so eloquently, like these public speakers, I'm like, you are so confident. Like you can go up on the stage right now and you can have a Ted talk at 11 o'clock at night talking about chocolate chip cookies. And it could be the most fascinating thing in the world. And you could still articulate something so meaningful about that. Like that was what I thought confidence was back in the day. But in my journey since then, since that 10, 10, 2017 version of Lucy, and since, you know, my journey in New York City up until the present day, I realized that none of this is true in, in, my, in my own healing and in my experience and in meeting with people and reading the books and reading the podcast and meeting other badass women and also meeting with actually like these VPs and, 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 and the quote unquote important people up on the, la- on the corporate ladder, whatever you want to call it, right? Like people who you think are confident, but are vulnerable and are willing to share their journey with you imposter syndrome happens to even Beyonce that's why she has the Sasha fears because she needed to create that alter ego because she was feeling that imposter syndrome just by being Beyonce that that there's look it up there's this whole thing about it and so even the most confident public figures had to do some sort of rewire reframe whether it was change a name have an alter ego wear something like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. um from what I read from this book and hearing this podcast, he had to wear fake glasses because that, that made him feel confident. So imagine like he's he has a doctor in his name and yet he's feeling unconfident. Like, do you know who you are, sir? Like, you're important. Like, you know, like he had to do something to refrain his mind because he was also feeling unconfident during volatile times, right? So it's like, It's like when I realized all these things, I was reading the books and meeting with so many different people and also my experience, I realized that everything, the perception of confidence was absolutely false. And this is now what I've come into conclusion. I think uh, Brene Brown has said it uh, very eloquently. She's also somebody that I admire who's, I'm like, you're confident girl. She said that the courage to be vulnerable is not about winning or losing. It's about the courage to show up when you can't predict or control the outcome. And so I realized, and she said this, she has this whole TED talk and she, you can look, look it up if you're not familiar with her work, but it's about showing up to the rink. Like if you show up to the rink and even if you fall, just showing up and falling is confidence. And so I realized that my self-confidence was rooted in my self-worth. And that was once I made that realization, I was like, damn, I am putting all of my self-worth and the validation into these quote unquote third party things that I have no control over, whether it was a job loss, a job pivot, missed a missed opportunity in 
my career. Uh, maybe I failed at something. Maybe I just didn't perform a hundred percent. You know, maybe it wasn't for me after I after some time. So I realized I was rooting my self worth in the performance of my job, in the performance of the title, because of this false perception of what we're conditioned to be like. Oh, if you're a director, you have to like you are worth it. If you're making this amount of money, you're worth it. And so those are things I can control. Uh, I also, you know. Figured out that you know sometimes you know my this this self worth or this low self esteem also was rooted back into my childhood. Growing up in LA, I'm a '90s baby, and you know back in the day before we had the Kim Kardashians of the world, the the mark of beauty was the Paris Hiltons of the world of you know Malibu Beach Barbie, blue eyes, tall, skinny. And so because I'm the complete opposite of that, I'm five two. I have ebony hair. I have dark brown eyes, tan skin. You know, I'm the opposite of that. I was just like, yep, I'm not, I'm not beautiful. So it's again, I'm, I'm, I'm attaching my self worth to what society is telling me to, to do. And then when it comes to relationships and friendships, it's like, oh, the more friends that you have, or if they're from, you know, an important family, or if they have a good family or a good standing, or you know, if you do have a boyfriend. I remember be, like living in Miami. And tell me if you've experienced this, but like there was this whole thing, and I had this conversation with another person that lived in Miami as well, where it's like if you had the car and if you had the boyfriend, you had a lot of self worth. That was not the city to come from an Ivy League school of Harvard and to be a doctor, and that was validating your self worth. I remember being around a crowd, and maybe I was around a wrong crowd. But it was like, oh yeah, I have a boyfriend, and they're driving this car. It was like you were the queen of the town, and I'm like, so that again was just in that environment was attaching your self worth to these third party things that don't matter. And so I realized that a lot of my self confidence, whenever I felt like shots, like my confidence was being shot down, was rooted to my self worth that was worth that was rooted back to childhood feeling. You know the standards of beauty. Um, also rooted back to any failures within my career. I was really feeling very unconfident that as I was navigating throughout my career, as I was getting older, I remember just, um, just always wanting to be in the background, never wanting to, you know, lead a meeting, never wanted to take charge. And even if I've always been a good worker, I would, I would let others speak, and I would always hype other people. If you go back to like the beginnings of my Instagram, you'll see that sometimes. I would say, hey VBBs. I would say like um, your virtual business bestie, and I would be like, I'm your virtual hype woman, um, because and I'm still like that for a lot of women entrepreneurs in my community. But I it, I did it because I was feeling so unconfident in in my own self worth, in my job and in my work. Even if I'm getting compliments, even if people are hiring me, even if people want to work with me, I still didn't feel that way. So that leads me to part three of our conversation. So, how did I discover my self worth and rebuild my confidence after job loss, rejections, and failures, or pivots, or just through a period of unknown? So, here are some steps that I've done throughout the past couple of years that have truly helped rebuild my confidence and really look at my self worth. So, the first step would be to get completely honest with yourself and to do the inner work. Doing the inner work is so hard, y'all, because you have to be completely honest with yourself. There are some things where you have to acknowledge. There are some things where you have to look within yourself—the good, the bad, the ugly. There was an episode last season where I talked about the, my toxic traits, and that was something that I really had to had to look into. Like, what are some toxic things about me that I didn't really know that I was doing? And some toxic traits could just be just the way that you're thinking, whether it's just the paralysis analysis or just negative self talk. Like those small things could all add up to really deplete your confidence during a time of of really um, intense. Um, emotional and even psychological um, parts of your life, like uh, going through changes, like a job loss, or, you know, a, a loss of a friend, a relationship, uh, going through a divorce, like anything like that, like, those things can take a lot of time. So for me, in doing the inner work and being completely honest with myself, journaling 
has been my game changer for me. I journal every single morning when I'm upset, even in the middle of a day with a friend, with, you know, back in the day, an old roommate, like whatever that's just in my mind. Or even if I get an email or even a text message where I immediately used to want to react because I'm reading it, you know, incorrectly, or I'm thinking that the tone is incorrect, like, I would automatically journal about it. And that has really helped me do a lot of inner work. Eliminating anything and anyone that doesn't serve me. So go through your life and go through an audit of like, are there any things that are triggering your toxic traits that are actually fueling that negative self-talk that makes you feel unconfident about yourself. Maybe you are around people that are negative and maybe that's why you love hanging out with each other because you kind of feed on that self-deprecation or you're just always around negative people all the time and you so you kind of just need to step away for a season or two where you're like you know what I need to be around uplifting people that inspire and motivate me because in order for me to get a new job to get a promotion or to be in a relationship I need some new fresh perspective um self-development books and podcasts when I moved to New York City I think I really got into self-development within the year so I think it was the fall of 2018 when I started to read a lot of you know the self-development books that's when I got into podcasts that's when I was journaling journaling a lot and that really has helped me to compartmentalize a lot of the things that I was healing from uh from my life in LA and even you know back in in South Florida so that was something that has been helpful as well therapy if you have the resource and the means to do it go do it girl like you know getting help and asking for help is is something that I've learned is not a weakness or something that should should make you feel unconfident to admit that oh I'm in therapy no like you are investing in you and in your mind and in your health it's just like going to the doctor uh there most of them are doctors right or the you know are kind of around that world so get, you know, if you need, you know, help within, if you need extra help or just somebody to talk to and you have the means to, go do it. And leaning onto your community. I think this is a big one this year. I'm I'm more of a lone wolf. Like I mentioned, I'm very introverted. And sometimes I think I'm just programmed to be like, I don't want to trouble people because I know that what I'm carrying is very heavy. And so if it's heavy for me, I don't want it to be heavy on my friends or the people that I love. So I'm not going to lean on them. But something that I, you know, grown to that has made me feel confident is actually me leaning on my friends this year. I would not have made it this year through dark times or just a lot of internal things without my friends, without me saying, I need to vent. I'm going to send you like a 20 minute (laughs) voice note about what happened today. I need you to either, you know, tell me if I'm crazy, if I'm doing something wrong or just to calm my ass down, or I just need space to vent right now. So lean, lean onto your community as somebody who used to be, and is, is still kind of like a recovering hyper independent person. Um, I've learned that leaning on your community is it something, you know, saying like, oh, like we're we're weak. Absolutely not. You're stronger together in a community. Whereas humans, we're built that way. We need each other. So definitely lean on to that. The next step that I would say I would say is date yourself. Get to know who the hell you are. And just like in the world of dating, or even if you have a spouse or significant other right now, if you're married or been together for seven years or so, you have to continually date that person because every I feel like every couple years or just every quote unquote era, you evolve into a whole new different person. Like both of you can be different. Both of you can be the same. And some of you have different priorities or focuses within the year. Your spouse may be so focused on getting a promotion or you guys might be in a season of, of, of growing a family. You guys might be in a season of literally packing your bags and, you know, just being in Europe for a year. It, you know, everyone is different individually and also as a union and as a partnership. So just like that, apply that same knowledge to date yourself. When I moved to New York City, I was single for a very long time. And I remember 
um, I did not want to make the conscious effort of being on the apps or, you know, dating or whatever that was. I really took that first year uh, to a year and a half to really focus on myself and date myself because I was so confused. Uh, like I told you, I, I was so confused about what is love? Like, have I ever been in love before? Like, you know, I, I would look back in my old relationships and in my friendships and I would just be so confused about like, what is the meaning of things? If, 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 if I'm going in a circle, if I'm going in this pattern, like well, I'm doing something wrong. So get to know yourself. And I started dating myself that year. I would, I started to just go out on the city on my own, have coffee, coffee dates. I would dress up. I would put perfume and I would, you know, uh, go, go get my manicure done. And I would literally either bring a book or even my journal and go to a cafe. And I remember sitting at the bar of one of my favorite brunch places in New York City. And the bar was the only, um, I think, and I've done this also like on a birthday uh, where they're like, oh, there's no tables, but you know, if you want to sit now, like there's the bar open. And I, I was like, sure, I might as well sit here. I would just eat by myself and I would, you know, have a, a bring a book or have my headphones and just listen to a podcast, listen to an audiobook, and just date myself. And then I would just walk home and, and have a wonderful day get to know yourself and especially during periods of unknown or when you're feeling a little bit unconfident go date yourself like go go get a cup of coffee and be like just have a check-in and just be like hey girl like what's going on with you like and then bring a, a notebook journal about it or just type it in your notes app if you're at a cafe or if you're just feeling a little bit you know whatever so um every era of your life is going to be different so as you constantly evolve get to know who the hell you are um, go back in time and look at the times where you have showed up. So just like Brene Brown has said, it's not about, you know, knowing about everything about whether it's right or wrong or just knowing the facts. It's about you courageously showing up. That's the definition of vulnerability and courage, as she so eloquently says. And so looking back in time to that version of me, right, I'm like, how did I show up? Right. So I was going through a period of uncertainty. So I was navigating, you know, I came from a different industry. So I was pivoting back to something that I completely loved. So during a time when I was experiencing um, a job pivot, a job loss, or, you know, things were a little bit iffy in my career where I'm like, you know what, this doesn't resonate with me anymore, or I'm not happy in this field, or, you know, I feel a little bit lost, like I want to quit my job or whatever that may be. I showed up. I showed up in a brand new industry and I was able to bounce back and I was able to use whatever um, skill sets that I learned from a previous in industry. I came from hospitality. I had a little bit of time in higher education, but I've always been rooted in marketing. And so I, even though those, those are still different niches, I was able to use those skill sets to get new opportunities, to build a brand, to build a business, to connect with other women entrepreneurs, and I was able to bounce back. So I showed up even if I didn't know what the hell I was doing, even if, you know, I, I just was like, well, you know what, there's a pivot, you know, there's a new management, so we have to look for a new job, whatever that may be, I was able to pivot. I literally showed up in a brand new city. Your girl was like, fuck you, LA, like, I'm done with you. I'm going to show up in a brand new town where I don't know anybody and I don't have family there. I don't have family or friends. So I literally showed up in a city that I am not familiar with. I have visited New York City as a child when I was seven. We went like on a family, I think it was like spring break, I, I believe. I, I don't remember, but I remember going there with my grandfather because he wanted to go to United Nations um, and the Statue of Liberty and my mom. My mom's from Jersey, so obviously this was like roots to her. So, um, and she would, I remember her telling me like, yeah, on the weekends we go to the city. Like we go to the city, we go to Chinatown, we get like $20 and we have all these bulbs food and then we just go back to, you know, our apartments or our house in, in, in New Jersey. So she's familiar with that, but I remember, I think that was like a spring break or like a mini vacation, but never lived. And so I don't really have any family there. I don't have friends. When I moved there in 2017, I, I found out that I had some classmates um, that were from college that, you know, were from there because that was their hometown. Um, and they moved back to home or, you know, their career pivoted them to New York City, but these were not my bestest of friends. These were probably classmates of mine that I had like what, like an economics class or like an English class with. And it's like, hey, how are you? You know, and then like imagine like we're in our mid-20s. So it's been like a couple years, like maybe 
five years or so so I didn't really know anybody and you know coming from LA I didn't know anything about navigating the train system that I remember going the opposite way because I was so confused and I got on the wrong train and I was like oh I think I'm going the wrong direction and I had to get out and then go to the next one but that made me so confident like I remember that experience and I was like well I'm gonna do this again tomorrow I have another meeting tomorrow so I gotta figure it out and just showing up every single day even if I was scared going underground and being like what the hell where are people going and I'm like running eyes showed up and I the more it built momentum in me because I'm like fuck it if I can I already learned my lesson I went the wrong way I went on the wrong train I know next time not to go on this one I fucking showed up to a new city. So that was that was another way, uh, another evidence to me of, of building my confidence and meeting new people. Like I mentioned, I didn't know really anybody. So I started networking with people like just my old classmates and, and people were like, oh, are you in the city? And then people who were from Jersey or from the tri-state area were like, yeah, I'm going to be there for Thanksgiving and we should meet up and have coffee. And I would just meet up with them and And then I started going on these Facebook groups for women entrepreneurs and just meeting people and just just meeting strangers, basically. And you're just like, you you really don't know. And just having these coffee chats, uh, whatever that may be. So that was also scary for me. Another thing that was so important that I discovered this year was to really identify your strengths and weaknesses. So this is kind of under the, the, the bullet point of getting to know who you are and being completely honest with yourself. Um, this was something that I, I realized that once you identify what your strengths and weaknesses are, I think that can make you confident for anything. That you can show up regardless if you don't know what the hell the meaning is about, or you don't know anybody there. I think when you really know what your strengths are and your weaknesses are, you can lean on your strengths to help you with any of the weaknesses. So for example, I don't like public speaking. I am an introvert. I'm a homebody. I prefer to be in my house. I don't want to go out um, and meet new people. Um, but, um, let's say that I have to meet new people, whether it's a networking opportunity and it's an icebreaker and I'm feeling a little bit, you know, unconfident. I have that imposter syndrome, but one of my strengths is actually figuring things out. I know that I can navigate anything. I've had evidence in my past experience in my entire life that I'm able to figure the fuck out anything, whether it's literally Googling something like, I remember helping my mom with something and she was like, I would never think of that. Like, where did you get that? And it was because of experience that I had to go through something similar, whether it was like a move or whatever that is, and just finding like these different hacks online or just through other people or through your own experience. And I'm just like, oh, I just, I don't know. I just figured it out, you know? And and sometimes it's like life calls that, you know, for you in terms of the different situations. And so I was like, um, you know what, if I can figure anything out, whether it's moving across country, whether it's, you know, how to pack a box, how to, you know, where to get this resource, who to call, um, how to do this. If I'm able to figure it out in any capacity, I can show up to meeting a new person, going to this going to this meeting that I don't really know anything about and I literally can figure it out on the spot because I've I've I have evidence of my past self doing that so the present Lucy and future Lucy can figure that out so do you see that example there of knowing your strength and weakness like if I'm nervous about something I'm like okay well I'm not I'm not skilled at that maybe Maybe you're going to meet your coworkers for the first time. Maybe it's a new job, right? And you're going to have like a, um, you're going to go through an escape room or you're going to do some sort of icebreaker and you're like, damn, I, I, I've never done that. I've never done kayaking or I don't know how to swim or I don't know how to ride a bike. Lean on your strengths to, to help you build momentum on that weakness. Because if you're anything like me, like my strength is really navigating and being resourceful and figuring things out, um, then I can be like, oh, I can figure it out no matter what. Even though I, even though I, I don't know, even though I'm shaking, even though I'm stuttering, I'm still showing up. So that, those are some ways that I would recommend um, that have helped me to really rebuild my, my self-confidence during the unknown times. 
And so what are the smallest ways that I'm showing up and being confident now? So right, I'm not good at at spreadsheets. I hate all things accounting, but I'm actually showing up and doing it. Every single month, I set up something called money dates where I literally, I even invested in like this spreadsheet that I got, like this financial spreadsheet that I got on Etsy. And I'm literally just navigating that even if I'm so uncomfortable using freaking excel and like the equations and stuff like that i'm like you know what like i might as well make a date out of it like every month i can sit down order myself a cup of coffee look at the spreadsheet try to navigate my finances for you know how i did the previous month even if i hate excel even if i hate things accounting even if i hate that topic and it just makes me like ugh. I'm still showing up and you know the more that I do it once a month the more that I'm going to gain momentum so that's a piece of example of what I'm doing now to build my confidence on you know money and and wealth and all of that I'm not good at public speaking if you were to tell me Lucy can you do a TED talk right now I'd be like hell to the no I will I will be like no I'm not available sorry (laughs) um but if you think about it I'm doing a podcast Uh, Even though if you can't see me, even if you can't, you know, if I'm not on stage, I'm still doing some public speaking, even if I'm stuttering, even if I'm mispronouncing something, even if my thoughts, that's why it's called bar babble, because I babble, I have, I'm that girl where I'm talking to my best friend, and we have 17 conversations in one. Are you the same way? Because that's me. So I am still showing up. I'm still doing the podcast, even if there's one person listening out there. And I'm also showing up on Instagram the way that is authentic to me. As somebody who's introverted, that's just like, I don't want to post online. I'm still doing it because I feel called to do it and I enjoy it. So I'm still showing up doing that. Um, I'm not, like I mentioned, I'm not good at social media. Like, today, like, while I was, like, listening to some playback audio, I was trying to figure out, like, what to post. And then the back side of me, like, the marketing in me is, like, okay, Lucy, you have to, you can create, like, 15 reels out of this podcast episode, and you can literally schedule them throughout the week, and you can, like, gain momentum, make sure to post this on the TikTok, and then, like, that, that strategist in me, right, like, the digital marketing, but then I was, like, do I even feel called to post 15 reels? Like, that, to me, doesn't feel authentic. Like, I don't want to be posting 15 reels today. Absolutely not. So, I'm still showing up the the way that I am, that is authentic to me. And so without putting that pressure on the validation of like, I have to go viral or I have to have these amount of subscribers, like I'm doing it out of, out of, because I want to, right? So that's just, that's just something that I'm showing up today for is not tying myself worth to that number of the people that are going to be listening to me. Do I want to grow my my channel? Do I want to grow my community? Absolutely. But in the most organic and authentic way that is authentic to me. Um, what else? Uh, oh, I still get nervous when I have client calls. Are you the same? Because I can have the same client call on a weekly basis or on a monthly basis or even if I've worked with that person. I don't like it will appear out of nowhere, whether it's anxiety, whether it's imposter syndrome, whatever that may be. And I'm just like, why do I feel nervous? Like I I've talked to this person before. I've done this many times before. Like I'm to the point where I'm like robotic. So I'm like, why do I feel Like, I don't want to show up. And even if I am nervous, I still show up. I will put a meditation music before 10 minutes with the call. I will do some deep breathing exercises. And I will literally say, like, Lucy, if you've done this before, like, as Kara Allwell says, and I've mentioned her in the previous podcast, like, show up as the most confident version of you. So that's basically what I do. So these are some examples of how I'm dealing with confidence now. So you can see that confidence is a practice. It's not like magic, like you drink some magic pill or you have that self-awareness and you've worked on yourself and bada-boom, you're done. I mean, I don't know about Beyonce. If she felt like she is now Beyonce or she doesn't get nervous, you gotta ask her that. But, I mean, I feel like even if you've done the reframe, you've kind of rewired your mind, you had that alter ego, or you've arrived in this point of time where you're like, I feel better about my confidence than who I was a year ago, which is where I am now. 
I think it's still a work in progress for for me. Like you're always going to reach a different level. Um, and even if you've reached the ceiling, it's like you have to reach like you you reach the next step in life. So I think it's it's always a, a practice and that you're always going to reach a next level. So what are my last thoughts? Where I am now in my confidence journey? So I kind of gave you examples of, you know, how I show up and the things that I get nervous about still, but I think, you know, to kind of sum it all up, I I want to say that, you know, feeling confident like you can feel unconfident about about yourself but if you're showing up and you're doing your best and you're figuring it out I think that is confidence I feel like you know even if you are moving across country and you can't see the full picture just like what I did back in 2017 and if people are telling you that you're crazy and if people are laughing at you because (laughs) I remember crossing the street in New York City this is a quick side babble okay and I saw this grandmother and because if you walked in the city you know that pedestrians like they don't give a fuck they will cross the street even if there's like an like a car zooming through like they will cross the street there was this grandma who who was walking and I was about to like like to block her because I'm like wait like you know, don't, there's, like, there's incoming traffic, and I think there's, like, these two people that were laughing at me, because I think she's a born New Yorker, she didn't give a fuck, she literally crossed the street when it was a stop, like, a red on pedestrian, and, like, the taxis wanted to, she stopped traffic, she needed to go get across, like, the other side, and she was just making her way, and so, you know, even people were laughing at me, like, leave her alone, like, no one's gonna bother her, no car is gonna come zooming through, like, she's probably, like, a New Yorker, if you're gonna cross the street, you're gonna cross the street, and so that was a side segment, so even if I was in a state of, like, people were laughing at me, people were telling me no, people were thinking I'm crazy or making the big mistake, um, even if I stumbled my words on, you know, a networking event or a meeting or, you know, doing the podcast or, you know, not posting enough on social media, I'm still showing up as best as I can. And it's still a work in progress. Am I at a better place compared to where I was at the beginning of the year or even last year? A hundred percent. I feel like I am at a new level. Like if you're thinking of the game of life, I feel like I've reached a new level of confidence where now I've really worked on my foundation of my self-worth, of dating myself and doing the inner work and being so completely honest with myself, you know, knowing my strengths and my weaknesses so that I can lean on my strength whenever I do feel weak. Um, And so that has really helped me this year to really kind of reach the next level in the world of confidence. Will there be a time where I'm feeling unconfident? Yeah. I think yesterday I was feeling unconfident, just just me thinking like, oh, I have to go here, I have to go here, blah, blah, blah. And today I'm just like, well, I'm going to figure it out. Like if I'm feeling a little bit nervous and if I'm feeling a little bit like I'm uncomfortable at a certain situation, well, I can always say no or I can always find an exit route with, on my way home. So I think that's just something to, to kind of think about is – if you are dealing with a certain job loss, if you're dealing with certain rejection, and if you're also dealing with anything that has really shot your confidence down, give yourself a lot of grace. I feel as human beings, for some reason, we are so kind to our friends, to our family, or even strangers. But for me, I'm like, I, when it comes to that negative self-talk, talk, I used to berate myself so hard where I'm like, Lucy, this is nothing. Get yourself together. And it would be to the point where I was just so mean to myself. So give yourself a lot of grace. And, you know, it's like, you know, going on a date, like when you're getting to know somebody, you don't want to be like, oh, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to eat that way. You're getting to know that person. So you want to also give that person grace as, as you would want that person to give you grace if you've made a mistake. Let's say that you are going on a date and you show up 20 minutes late and that's so not you. You've made a bad impression, but you know, something happened, whether, you know, there was rain, there was flood, you know, the train stopped, or, you know, you were just really running late. And then that, you know, really shot your confidence. You want to give people the opportunity. So, I mean, that's up to you. Maybe you've already left at that point. But um, yeah, so I say, you know, confidence is a work in progress. Give yourself a lot of, of grace, get to know who the hell you are, date yourself. And remember, it's all about practice. It's all about practice. 
So how were the cookies? If you were baking while you were listening and tuning into this episode, did you bake something? Please make sure to share the reel, the recipe with me on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram because I did not get the opportunity to to bake. I'm very intimidated by with baking in general. I'm more of a chef, more of a cook. Like I'm, I can figure that out. But when it comes to baking, I just know that I just get so either impatient or I'm just like, no, like when, like, I'm just, I know that it's science. I'm just like, okay, like how many teaspoons? How many is that? Like, it just makes me feel very um, flustered. And so I'm just like, no, but I would love to hear maybe you have like a no bake recipe or you have like a three ingredient recipe. I would love to hear from you and maybe I can feature that in a future relationship. Um, If you're suffering from something right now in terms of, you know, job loss, rejection a failure or whatever that may be um you know lean on lean on your support lean on your community you know it doesn't it doesn't um if you if you have the means and the resources to seek help through therapy go do it this is the time to do it so make sure that you are taking care of you your wellness your mindset is all you know something that is a priority that also affects your job, your income status, like just the way that you show up to the world and just the way that you're operating. So make sure that you lean into your community and any resources out there. Um, If this was something that was fun to you, um, I want to hear where are you right now in your confidence journey? Uh, Do you still feel a little bit like you're grieving something, that you are feeling a little bit unconfident? Um, Was this babble something that you enjoyed? Make sure that you, um, you know, give the podcast five stars, that you subscribe, you share this to a loved one that may have been experiencing some sort of loss and feeling a little bit unconfident, or maybe you see a friend that their light isn't shining as bright and you know what's going on but they're not really you know confronting it or they don't really want to talk about it or you know whatnot and you're like you know what Lucy might might help you bake some cookies with her and she might give you some pointers on you know her journey of of confidence and self-worth make sure to subscribe to like to also answer the polls on Spotify because I definitely want to hear from you. Also follow me on threads and Instagram. Uh, but what should we make in the following week? Um, let's, I don't know, should we have breakfast for dinner? I'm thinking we should have banana oatmeal pancakes. I saw this recipe and I will definitely tag any recipe that I um, am following where it's three ingredients. Um, so I think this is something that's so easy. We can maybe have like a breakfast for dinner situation. We could have eggs, we can have bacon, we can have like, I don't know, like we we can do whatever. Uh, and then we can be in our PJs and let's talk about, what should we talk about? I think banana oatmeal pancakes. So banana pancakes, and let's talk about boundaries. Um, boundaries is something that I learned in the past two years. And I think that could be fitting with, um, Talking about the confidence, talking about the self-worth, talking about the inner world and also goal setting, I think that would be a great kind of segue as we're transitioning into into the seasons. Um, And it's also great to keep in mind so that when you are doing your goal setting and you're doing your inner work and your confidence journey and your self-journey work, you you can implement those boundaries as to like, okay, what are the triggers? What are some things that are feeding into the negativity, into the toxic negative self-talk that's not boosting my confidence? confidence. What do you think? Um, Let me know if that sounds amazing to you. I most likely had a poll on Instagram, so make sure that you answer that. And I will see you back next week at my place. Thanks for stopping by.